Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Hey, Bombshell or Bombshell Boy, welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. It is one of my favorite episodes of the year because we are talking about setting new year intentions for 2024 and what to leave behind for 2023. Y'all know I love me some planning. I love me some visioning and I love doing my vision retreat. And so I want you to go ahead and listen to the episode, get this noodling in your brain, but then I want you to set some time aside, not in your office, not in your house, not even on your back deck, I want you to change locations to something that makes you feel amazing when you're there. It could be a garden. It could be the beach. It could be the lake. It could be a opulent hotel. It could just be a hotel lobby that you sit in for a couple hours and pay for the Starbucks coffee while you're there and you're doing this to just get that environment that takes you out of your normal and puts you into a space that just sparks creativity and joy in your life so that you can open yourself up to the limitless potential that is your future. And when I say it's limitless potential, I'm telling you, if you rode the wave of my life with me, you would believe in limitless potential as much as I do. Y'all all know my backstory of being a teen mom. I've been through a lot in this life and I am always excited about my future because I have 44 years of evidence to say life is good if you choose for it to be. So before you even do any of that, like I really just want you to envision like what do I want for my life? You need to get super clear on what you desire big picture, not looking out there at my friends or my peers or my colleagues or my boss or my parents or my siblings or my kids or my spouse. Nothing out there can inform you of what you should want, right? And I'm doing air quotes for those of you watching on YouTube. Instead, I want you to go inward and determine what you want for yourself. That doesn't mean we're not going to sprinkle back in your life responsibilities like relationships and things like that in your job or your business or whatever. It just means like if no one else had to say so, what is it that you really want? That's important because it's hard to determine what you want to get rid of and what you want to add to to move your year or to move your life forward year over year if you don't even know like big picture what do you want. And so envision your life first and then determine um, you know, okay, in the coming year, what is realistic? Now, I've, I've said this in a couple of webinars I've done recently and from stage and some of my keynotes, but what I'm working towards in 2024 in terms of my goals, that started in 2020. So we'll have, we'll hear some remnants about this as I walk you through my process. So what we do every single year, and I say we, as in me and all of you (laughs) is we set the 2024 vision by looking at five things that we're going to leave behind for a successful year. And then the five things that we're going to establish for a successful year in the coming year. So let's get going. Number one, you know what? Let me back up one more time. I invited my partner, my um, boyfriend, it just, I'm 44 years old and it feels weird to see boys, to say boyfriend that feels so high school, but he is my boyfriend. We're not engaged. We're not married. Um, but we do partner together on life. It's definitely a, we experience. It's not a me experience. It's two autonomous 
highly independent, freedom-loving people who are choosing to do life together. And so um, I invited him very clearly. This is my planning retreat. I welcome you into it. You can go through the process with me. I would love to have you there as a thought partner. It would create the experience for me for sure to have you there. And you can get all of these benefits for, for your life as well, which he'd already been talking about. Um, you know, he's just been super intentional this year alongside me. Otherwise, would we even be a fit? Hard pass, no. Um, so, but the only reason why I said I invited him to mine is because I just really want you to understand if you're not married, this is a you decision. Okay. So, or in a in a committed long, like you maybe you're not married, but like it's essentially marriage, right? You're in this together. But even then, I I want you to come with your autonomous needs, wants, desires to talk through if you're going to do this as a unit. Okay, back into it. We had sticky notes up, we had, you know, guiding us what we were going to do. And every time that we got one done, we took that sticky note off of the armoire. And that was done. Now these are the things we have left. And then we had champagne and went to the beach and (laughs) went to the pool and the hot tub and had a great time and a fantastic dinner. And it was fabulous. Okay, five things to leave behind for a successful year. One person who takes energy from you and doesn't give energy to you. Now, there are people who are takers more than they're givers. And there's people who've been in our life for a long time, or maybe they're a family member or something like that, that you can't just get rid of them. But you can choose to stop over giving. You can choose to meet their energy level. You can choose to say like, I'm going to be a little more cautious about what I spend on this relationship. And observe through their actions and behaviors what they're doing to bring value to my life, my experience. Now, I want to put a little caveat here. I've been friends, best of friends with people for decades. And there are always seasons. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's in a best friend relationship. Maybe it's with a sibling. There's always seasons where you're not necessarily on the same page, or maybe one person's life is, you know, blowing up at the time, and the other person is, you know, thank God on track, and you flip flop those roles. And so when when we're talking about a lifetime, there are ebbs and flows, and it might be a season where you're giving more than you're receiving, or maybe you're, you know, receiving more than you're giving. Either way. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the people who habitually take, 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 and they're not really prioritizing giving. And it doesn't matter if they gave a ton before, if suddenly they've stopped and you're the only one giving, you are not responsible for, you know, five years ago. Okay. Hopefully you've been giving along the way and you've been doing everything that you can to like match that energy. But when I think about the person that I wrote down for this, this person isn't a bad person. I'm not ending my friendship with this person. I just was made aware this year as I was paying attention to behaviors um, that there's a lot of me giving and being very generous with my time, my attention, my effort, everything. And then I wasn't even getting half of that in return not even a quarter of that in return. In fact, I was almost, I'm not sure offended is the right word. It's really hard to offend me, but just like acutely aware of, huh, this isn't two way. Um, 
and and this person isn't like a best friend or anything like that. There, I don't have you know decades of history with this person, and so it, th- this next year is just going to be more about me having stronger boundaries with this person, and not automatically always saying. I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. Okay. So this doesn't have to be like, end your friendship. It just means no more of this. It might be end your friendship or it might be end your relationship or it might be, you know, end your job or whatever that looks like, or let go of the employee who is getting their full salary, but they're not engaged and they're not giving you a full-time effort. Like, so this is more than friendship. This is more than romantic relationship. This can be truly anything. And so I have a feeling that somebody popped into your brain immediately. And so you don't have to judge that person. You don't have to vilify that person. Y'all, they probably have something going on in their life, or maybe they have some childhood wounding. I don't know what that is. Maybe they've had just, you know, like I was not the best friend the year after my divorce. I just, I mean, I had to have my game face on for myself. I didn't have anything to give other people, but I do think that I invested so much over the years where it was okay to not really be there for my friends in the most compelling way. Like I usually am again, long-term versus short-term. So think about who that person is. We got to leave that behind in 2023. Number two, one activity that moves you away from your goals. And for me this year, and this might disappoint some of you who think you might get on my calendar, but taking too many non-strategic coffee Zooms. So something that happens to me a lot is I get introduced to people without like a real end game in mind. And I'm not a transactional friend person. Goodness, that is not me. I am a relational person. However, that being said, my family has grown, my responsibilities have grown, my team has grown. And if I'm struggling to find time to connect with my team, you don't get my time. That's just not how it works. Like hierarchy of of um, expectations is super important. And so I can't just have a Zoom because like you're an awesome woman and she's an awesome woman. And you're both awesome women. You should know each other. I have so many awesome women in my life. I always have room for more, um, but I don't necessarily have room this week or in the next 60 days to give you a chunk of my 24 hours of which 12, you know, aren't available. So if I have 12 hours in a day and I run two companies, I have two adult kids, I have um, a, a partner who has kids and their activities and things like that. I've got a grandchild. I have customers like I can go on. Can I fit more than X amount of these in that time frame? If y'all knew how many requests like this I got, like long time ago, if I don't know you and you're like, hey, can I pick your brain? I'm like, no, because this customer is paying me X amount of dollars. That is that is a fee integrity issue. I cannot do that. But I'm talking about like coffee Zoom, let's get to know each other kind of stuff. Like you've got to have a limit there or I have to have a limit there. So that's my thing, my activity that's moving me away from my goals because I'm trying to be there for a person that has done nothing for me. Meanwhile, I'm not doing the things for the people who have been doing things for me, if that makes sense. So I don't want you to take that as catty or I'm better than it's just that I have to honor the commitments and the relationships that have invested in me before I go out and give my time to people that have absolutely zero meaning in my life. If it wasn't for an email introduction, if that, you know, 
makes sense. And I know we're not supposed to say that as women, but I genuinely mean that. I I'm, I don't know if that makes sense to other people the way that it makes sense to me. So I'm asking you, hopefully it does. Okay. So, so far one person, number one, one person who takes energy and doesn't give energy to you. Number two, one activity that moves you away from your goals. And then number three, one belief that has no evidence to support it. Sometimes we have beliefs based on societal conditioning. Sometimes we have beliefs because we're in relationships where subtle things were said, like little microaggressions. I know I had to really unwind my mind a lot of things that I believed over a long period of time. And since things have shifted in my life, I'm like, what? Why did I believe that? That is bullshit. Sorry if your kids are in the car, but that's what it is. And I am not going to believe that anymore. And so this year, I'm not a people pleaser. I do not need external validation. I don't give a rat's behind what you think about me. Hand to Jesus. I don't. However, I am highly competitive with myself. And so I, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it even better than the expectation. And so my belief that has no evidence to support it is I have to meet everyone's needs and expectations in order for it to be good, in order for it to be a success. Because the measurement of success is, is everybody like, does everybody have what they need? Like that's hospitality. That's what I do. And so really, truly this, um, early in this year, I had I had an experience. It was a very big deal. And it was an opportunity for me to say in my mind, this isn't what we agreed to. This isn't the scope of the project. In fact, this was something that was said wasn't on the agenda for me to worry about. And then suddenly it was and old Amber would have been like, suck it up. I don't care if it costs you your time, your health and your energy and resources and financial resources. Let's just get it done. And I held my own and I was like, nope, that's not part of this project. It's just, it's not. And, and we don't have the capacity to take that on at this point because it's just not, we have other things in the pipeline and we can't go backwards and redo all of this. It was just one of those situations where I literally had information and a contract and data saying this was out of the scope. But again, old Amber would have done it. New Amber says, I don't have to meet your expectation, your revised expectation in order for this to be good. I just have to meet the expectation that I committed to. It doesn't have to be over and above. That's the Amber way. And trust me, over and above freaking happened for sure. But that particular need was not on my agenda because if your expectations have changed, then that needs to be a conversation and not an expectation that I'm just going to make it happen. That was huge, huge for me. So I want to ride that wave on into 2024 and I think I will have a more successful year and I'll hit my goals and the goals that I have for my team where they get to be successful and feel good about their work if I stay the course there. And I'm, and I was very detailed in that or as detailed as I feel like I can be, because I know so many of you think that way, act that way, believe those same things. So I want you to know that the woman with the microphone that has all the answers, not true. Y'all know that if you've been longtime listeners, I'm just the person who tells on myself. So please look at that or whatever belief it is that has no evidence to support it. 
Number four, one habit that keeps you from being your best. Y'all, I am all over time zones. I live in Eastern time. If I'm on the on the West Coast, that's Pacific time. That's three hours. It's really hard as a professional speaker and as a consultant at, and as a Gigi who visits mountain time <laughs> to go see her daughter, son-in-law and granddaughter. It's hard. It's it's a challenge to regulate my um, what time zone my body thinks it's in. And so while I do have pretty good sleep hygiene and I aim to get in bed at 10 and I shoot to get it up about 630, a lot of times recently because of all the travel and everything, it's been hard. And so my habit that's keeping me from being my best is staying up too late or sleeping in. And I'm talking sleeping in like 745, okay? I'm not talking about like 10 o'clock. Although that happened recently and... <laughs> My partner was like, okay, now I'm worried because I, I just, I wouldn't even know how to sleep in that late, but apparently that's how exhausted I was that I needed to. So, um, that's my habit. Maybe it's skipping your workouts. Maybe it's, um, you know, uh, not putting gas in your car when you realize you're on empty and waiting until the next day. And it constantly makes you late. Like I'm grasping at straws here. But I would encourage you to habit stack. I don't know if you've read Atomic Habits. I always recommend that book um, because what the author talks about is do something that you're already in the habit or find something that you're already in the habit of doing. So like for me, I'll give you an example. I wasn't taking my supplements as consistently because I had them in like the spiffy pullout drawer and like, or this tray drawer. And I was loving this part of my new house, but then they were out of sight, out of mind. And so one thing's for sure, I do have one cup of coffee every single day. And so I just put my supplements on the counter next to the coffee pot, which the habit stack was already put the coffee pot over the dishwasher. So every morning I wake up, I put my dishes up while I'm waiting for my coffee to brew. And now I also take my supplements. So I do three things or I do two things that are good for me, good for my habits, taking my supplements, putting up my dishes so I can put dirty dishes in it all day long and not have them stack up in the sink, which does mess with my energy and my mental health and everything. I, I can't stand clutter. These are things that you have to do. So as we're talking about getting rid of things and adding things, we also need to understand it's not as simple as saying that you're going to do it. You have to create environments. You have to bubble wrap yourself so that you have the right people and the right systems in place to ensure this happens. So if you need a habit stack in order to leave behind a bad habit that keeps you from being your best, think about how you can do that. Okay, so, so far, one person who takes energy and doesn't give energy to you. Number two, one activity that moves you away from your goals. Number three, one belief that has no evidence to support it. And number four, one habit that keeps you from being your best. And then finally, the fifth thing that we're going to leave behind for a successful year is one tool or expense you don't use or need. Now, I immediately think, what are your subscriptions? <laughs> your business subscriptions, your personal subscriptions, what are you paying for that you're not actually using? For me, it's my car wash, okay? I'm gonna keep my car wash membership, but I'm going to take it down to the base opportunity because I don't go enough to, to make it be worth it. So I have a low profile black Mercedes. And so I can't go into most car washes because it's low profile. Obviously that's a significant investment. So I'm uninterested in screwing it up. So I've got to go to certain types of 
um, car washes and I like those membership kind. They take care of you. It's great, but I, I don't go enough. It's not on my way to anything. It's not on my way to anything that I routinely go to. So I'm not passing it. It is a destination that I have to go to. And so I'm going to just cut that in half. I'm going to save about $25 a month, which is like $300 a year. Like that's Botox. Okay. There's, that's a cute bag. That is a really nice dinner out. That is, you know, there's so many things you can do with $300 as opposed to flush it down the toilet because it's a tool or expense you don't, you don't use or you don't need. So that's an easy one for me. And then of course, every quarter I try to go through all my subscriptions and look at that, but it could just be like a bigger expense. It could be, you know what? I can wash my own windows or my kids are old enough to wash my windows. So I'm not going to pay for a window washer to come twice a year. I don't know what it is. I'm totally pulling stuff out of my rear end right now, but think about what those things are that are like a nice to have, but you're not really using it. It's not really adding value. Okay. So those are the five things to leave behind for a successful year. Let's talk about what we're going to establish for a successful year. This is, I I can't even express how important this one was to me this year, but the number one thing I want you to do is pick your word of the year. In 2023, my word was harmony. Okay, so harmony in music, my dad's a musician, he's a drummer, Um, music is a big part in in my family life. So that is the combination of simultaneously sounded musical notes to produce chords and chord progressions having a pleasing effect. When you think of harmony, you think of like a really beautiful sound. When you're talking about harmony in your life, it's the quality of forming a pleasing and consistent whole or an agreement or concord. So man and machine and perfect harmony. Um, So when I think about harmony, I'm thinking about does this feel good? Does this sound good? Does it make me feel like everything is coming together and everything's working together? And so it was really easy for me to put people on check this year if they were taking me away from harmony. (laughs) If I was participating in behaviors or actions that were taking me away from harmony, you know, I've obviously, well, not obviously if you're not a long-term listener, but I, I really cut out alcohol as a big part of of regulating my nervous system and helping my sleep and my anxiety and things like that. And so if I was like at a conference, like I recently was, and I was, and I drank every single day that took me away from harmony. So it was like, okay, here's another reminder that alcohol is just not for me. It's toxic. It's, it's, it's okay for celebratory things, or if you have a nice dinner or something like that, but like, it just doesn't need to be an everyday part of my life because it takes me away from harmony. If you are coming at me or if you are introducing things in my life by way of your life because you don't have boundaries in your life and that is impacting my harmony, you got to keep your mess over there. I don't want your mess. I don't want your mess. I'm uninterested in navigating your mess. I'm interested in navigating harmony. And so when you're thinking about people and opportunities and what you're attracting to your life, harmony was a really big word for me. And I stayed in harmony this year. My anxiety was reduced. I, any of my friends would say like, I've never seen Amber so happy before, never so joyful before. And it's because I chose that word of the year. Now my word of 2024 is overflow. Y'all, the things I've been working on since 2020 have prepared me for 2024. Now I'm ready for the gates to swing open and for overflow to be a part of my life in all areas of my life. I've worked on myself. I've worked on my expectations for a relationship. 
I've worked on my relationship with my children. I've worked on massive things in the businesses. I started a second business. I carved it off of Amber Hurl Consulting. We started Employer Brand Central, more to come on that. But I'm I'm ready. Like, let's go. I am ready for overflow. I am done with the grind of getting myself ready, that foundational work. It is time. And it's okay to say that. It is okay to know you are ready for the abundance. It's okay to stop grinding and to say, okay, I did the grind when I had to. And now that I've continuously stayed steadfast with my grind, I get to enjoy abundance. That's awesome. So overflow is my um, is my word. And more on that when we get to um, step number three. But step number two is pick your mantra for the year. I won't get into last year versus this year. <laughs> well, maybe because last year my mantra was do no harm, take no shit. <laughs> and um, that really worked well for me. I wasn't out to get anybody. I I didn't, you know, I wasn't trying to provoke anything or instigate anything, but I was taking zero shit off anybody. And, um, and that's really worked out well for me as well. So my mantra for 2024 is radical acceptance. This is something that I've practiced inconsistently over the past several years, but radical acceptance is like, this is how you're showing up. I cannot change you. There's nothing for me to do to make this any different. I radically accept that that's who you are as a person. I radically accept that you don't have space for me as, um, as a business. I radically accept that this is an opportunity that I would love to pursue. I radically accept that this doesn't make sense to anybody but me, but my gut is telling me this. So I'm radically going to accept that. This door looks like it's closing in my face. And instead of willing it to open, I'm going to radically accept that that door is meant to be closed because that means I'm not going to go in the wrong direction. Instead, I'm going to go in this direction over here. And uh, that direction, I'm I'm going to have to just trust the universe, trust God, whatever your belief system is, and and know that that's probably for me. So radical acceptance is intensely powerful. And it, it does... Um, it calms a lot of anxiety and a lot of control issues. Not that any bombshell or bombshell boy is as a control freak. That is a trauma response to feeling out of control. And so if we radically accept things as for exactly what they are, I radically accept that the world has gone mad. I radically accept (laughs) the United States really needs some help in our government. I radically accept these things. And if I can just accept it, I don't have to lament over it. I radically accept that I live in paradise, yes, but in exchange for living where people snowbird, vacation, and retire, I have to radically accept that there is no fast lane because nobody is in a hurry to get in anywhere. So instead of driving myself crazy with road rage every day, I'm going to radically accept that the far right lane is a fast lane in um, Sarasota County, Florida. All right. So pick your mantra of the year that this is something that you're going to go to when you're making decisions, when you're presented with opportunities, when you're presented with challenges, when you're presented with friction, what is it that's going to guide you? So here's your word that you measure things against. And then this is your, um, this is what your, um, your mantra is. So in 2023, my word was harmony. If you take me away from harmony, you don't get to play with Amber. If you move me towards harmony, you're going to be my bestie and I'm going to do no harm. I'm also going to take no shit. And so if you're not bringing harmony to my life, I'm not taking that shit. 
And so those two things went together for me. This year, I'm ready for overflow, and I am going to radically accept whatever is real because then I will be positioned and ready for that overflow because I won't be pursuing things that aren't for me, and I'm not going to be begging for people to be a part of my life who don't want to be there. Radical acceptance. Bye-bye. Hello. Whatever that is, I'm here for it. I'm radically accepting. Okay, number three, pick your song of the year. Mine is I'm Getting Ready by Tasha Cobbs Leonard featuring Nicki Minaj because I'm kind of gospel, kind of hood. And that is definitely the rap and the um, and the beautiful gospel music is just, you know, that word is overflow. And so I'll read you the lyrics. Check this out. Eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard the kind of blessings, the kind of blessings that's about to fall on me because victory is here. Kick defeat out the door. God's doing a new thing. Get ready for overflow. Now we're going to skip to old Nikki's rap in it. And, um, and you know, for me, who has quite the history, quite the backstory of being a teen mom and really screwing up a lot, like this just really resonates with me. So Nikki Minaj's, um, Beach House Vibes Maneuver the Jet Ski because I serve a God that part of the Red Sea, multi-million dollar commercials for Pepsi, from food stamps to more ice than Gretzky. I don't got to talk. The Lord defends me. I'm going to say that again. As somebody who has been publicly judged on more than one occasion, this, this is my belief. This is why I'm like, all right talk about me. <laughs> like I know it's true. I know it's true for me. I don't need you to validate what was real in my life. I don't need your opinion, what you heard, what you think. This has been a theme from waddling around at 16 years old in a small town to as recent as my divorce. I don't got to talk. The Lord defends me. I watched them all fall for going against me. Because me and all my angels shot the devil up while you was trying to pull me down. I leveled up. I leveled up twice. I leveled up three times. He tapped them and told them she's mine. So even when I cried, I knew I'd be fine. Prepared for a miracle blessing in these times. Now praise him, raise him, name him, claim it. Every tongue that rises up against me, shame it. I breathe success in and out my lungs. I got the power of life and death coming out my tongue. So I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready for overflow. I want you to find a song that emotionally moves you. I am very emotional. I never try to hide it. It's my superpower in branding and it's my superpower in being able to see other human beings. And so I'm fine showing you my emotion. You might not be that way, but that doesn't mean you don't feel emotion. So when you feel, feel stirred when your spirit is stirred. And I'm not saying you have to be a Christian. This can just be, everybody has a spiritual life, your relationship with yourself. When that is stirred inside of you, that song is for you. And I have listened to that song every single day, and I'm going to listen to it every single day next year because I'm ready for overflow. I know, I know who has my back. I know that I am moving towards the life that I was designed to live so that I can be in service to other human beings. I know it. And all the BS that was just swarming around me, 
is behind. It is behind me. I have an abundant future and I want you to pick a word that is going to make you feel that way or not a word, a word, a mantra and a song of the year number three. I want you to pick that in order to have the kind of life or to just keep you focused on moving towards the kind of life that you want. And then of course, number four, you create your vision board. And so, you know, I, this is how I break it down for me. And this is how um, Jared and I tackled it. And this is his second vision board. Um, So if you're a bombshell boy, I'm telling you, this is crazy, powerful stuff. This is crazy, powerful stuff. My first vision board I made accidentally with my daughter when she was in the second grade and she's 27 right now. So um, if you think that I've come a long way from where I began, it's because year over year, I do this year over year. I'm intentional about not trying to boil the ocean and get all the things done and crash land at the end of the year. It's because I'm very intentional about this year is about this. This year, this is what I'm going to get done. This year, I'm going to move myself forward in these ways. And so when I create my vision board, I look at the spiritual, mental, and emotional side of things, like that real inner world. And so I have a Bible verse. And y'all, you know, I talk when I'm talking about vision, I'm talking about things like that. I can't not talk about my faith. But I cannot reiterate enough that that's my wisdom tradition. That's how I was raised. That's what's right for me. Please do not turn this off because you're like, oh, she's a Bible thumper. I'm not. You do you. You do whatever you want. But the Bible to me brings me something because to me, that is my truth. So I have um, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. As I'm launching new things and as I'm growing a second business and as my team has doubled, more than doubled, I have to make sure that I I don't let fear, that I I don't let fear stand in my way. That's a choice, y'all. You can choose to allow fear to stand in your way or you can tell it to get out of your way and replace it with joy and love and all these other things that you can move towards to just like take up so much space that there is no more space for fear or timidity. We're, I don't I don't really worry about me being timid, that's for sure. But power, love, and self-discipline. I have ADD. I'm not the most disciplined person. In some areas, I really, really am. In other areas, I'm really, really not. But I know that I can find the discipline or surround myself with the disciplined people to do the things that are beyond my scope of what's natural for me. Remember, we bubble wrap with people and processes. Um, I can do that. If I stay focused on second Timothy one, seven, and then I have some other things on my vision board, like sports and art experiences. And I'll talk about that in a different section. Um, but those are edifying to me and they, they do help my mental health and they um, bring me joy and that sort of thing. So from an emotional standpoint, it, it's, it's stirring emotionally as well. Um, especially art, um, especially the symphony and things like that. Um, second is health is your health. Like, what do you need to do health wise? So put that on your vision board. And that can be something like I've got to have a hip replacement. So listen, I got started on this y'all January 5th. I had my first appointment with the physician or his PA who does the third most hip replacements in the country. Like I changed my insurance so I can go see him. I set the appointment well in advance, which is not my MO. Like that is like, we are going on that. I am not dealing with this hip one more year. We talked about it being replaced in my late twenties. I am 44. It's done. No more cartilage. (laughs) I gotta go. So that's on my vision board. 
Um, and then there's a couple other things that's just been so crazy, nothing massive, but just little things that I would have handled before in a community where I lived for 30 years and I could text my doctor. I ha- I had to establish new relationships down here. Like I try to get a doctor's appointment. It's going to be March before I could go see that person. So for the year, I'm going to focus on these areas of my health. Um, and then also, um, I, I'm, I want to tackle my visceral fat. And so I, it's not, I don't want to be skinny. Like I'm not trying to be skinny. It's not an interest of mine, but I'm 44 years old. I haven't hit menopause yet. And I know it's going to be increasingly difficult to get rid of the fat that surrounds my organs, which can reduce my life expectancy. So this is completely about me getting to 100. Again, that life vision. I want to live to be 100. I do. I just do. That's my goal. So what do I need to do to get there? Well, next year, While I still have a little bit of um, hormonal support, I'm going to try to tackle my visceral fat in my gut, okay? Um, Kids, always, you know, put your important relationships on your vision board. I want more in-person time with them because my son lives in Kentucky and my daughter lives in Colorado and I live in Florida. So that's a little challenging. I got to see both of them multiple times last year um, and got some quality time with them, but it's never enough. So that's that's high on the priority list of how am I going to make that happen? And it's also going to help determine like my personal travel and other you know international travel and things like that. If I go there, am I going to be able to do this too? So again, this is all helping me make decisions as you look at your vision board every single day. Um, my partner, we created relationship values. And so we both put on our vision board that as we progress our relationship, that we are going to stay tight, close to the knitting of our relationship values and make sure that the choices we make are always in support of that. And again, I cannot express enough that we are all about being autonomous, individual, independent human beings who come together by choice to do things as a we unit. And so it's like one plus one equals three, as opposed to going in different directions and then checking in like high five, how you doing over there with your goals It's that we, we walk alongside each other, but we're still autonomous human beings and there's no enmeshment or codependency or anything like that. So, um, that's for the partner side of things. And then other relationships, just in general, y'all, I have the most beautiful relationships with people all over the country. And since I've moved to Florida, everybody's like, Oh, don't you miss your friends? I'm like, listen, I'm in 38 group texts. I'm on zoom with people. I do business with my friends. Like, Nope, I don't miss my friends because they're right here with me. Now, there are people I saw in person that were, you know, not necessarily that I don't get to have that time with anymore because we were so busy that it's like, all right, girls' night. We're actually going to spend time with each other and be present with each other. I don't get those opportunities anymore. So, in light of that, since I was such a strong part of the business community in um, Nashville and Middle Tennessee and in Wilson County, where I was, and, and the friend community and social and nonprofit and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to carefully um, create a local community here and start to try to get a little more involved in the community. But last year I had an actual gate, a gate on my vision board, meaning I'm not letting, I just cleared out my friendship closet. I just cleared out a bunch of relationships that were clearly not for me. I'm not letting people in past this gate without really trying to figure out, is this somebody who's a a long-term right fit for me? Um, this year it's about being very intentional about creating local community. And I already have some ideas of how I'll do that. So what other things do you need to put on your vision board as it relates to your other relationships that aren't like your partner, your kids and that sort of thing? It could be that, you know, you're taking care of an aging parent. It could be that, you know, you moved away from your best friend and you want to be intentional about that relationship. It could be anything. 
For business, I'll just keep this really high level. We are hyper-focused on Employer Brand Central subscription model. We have a system that goes into small and mid-market businesses and creates an employee experience um, strategic plan from the attract phase of of recruiting to onboard to engaging communications, events, recognition, community involvement, all that kind of stuff, all the way to offboarding. Yes, there are things you should do when you offboard your team members, whether they left voluntarily or involuntarily. And we put together a whole strategy and a whole system, and we are delivering that at a low monthly fee. And on top of that, there's quarterly training that all leaders of, of subscriber um, companies can attend. There's monthly office hours. The EBC champion, the employer brand central champion, typically the HR person who's actually executing the plan, gets a highly seasoned former national award winning GM of the year hotelier <laughs> as their success coach. Like we have thought of everything to help companies really hone in keeping their top, well, all employees, but especially to keep their top performers so that they can then have a ridiculously amazing customer experience. Because if you don't take care of your employees, guess what? They're not going to take care of your customers. It's just not how it works. So we are systematizing that just like other people have systematized marketing or tech stacks or operational efficiencies. We're putting people processes together to help you make money and save money. So that is my very core focus. Part of Employer Bound Central is we've also revamped Velvet Machete Leadership Academy. I'll talk to you more about that in the coming weeks. Um, we have reconfigured it and rewritten it and redone everything about it so that it is, um, I created that during COVID. So it was very much for the COVID experience. And now things have shifted and evolved. So we're making sure that we are creating confident, compassionate leaders, Velvet Machete, confident, compassionate leaders who are equipped to deal with business demands and leading teams in an ever-evolving, fast-changing world. Um, so that is another priority of hosting that ourselves and also taking it to companies where, you know, Adrian might teach it to 50 people at XYZ company. And, you know, she does that for the company specifically versus people pay us and do it through us virtually. Um, and then also speaking, speaking will always be a part of my world. And so instead of being like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do coaching. I'm going to do this. I am focused on employer brand central subscriptions, Velvet Machete Leadership Academy and speaking the end. Okay. <laughs> and I've already bought a book to help me focus because I like to do lots of things and I like competing priorities. And so really focusing on a few things is going to be a challenge for me. Um, and I know that, so I'm already fortifying myself with bubble wrap. Okay. And then fun. I think this is really important in life. I've had a lot of fun this year. I've had a lot of fun exploring a new area. I've had a lot of fun with um, a grandbaby. I've had a fun with all kinds of things with my my new person. And, and it's been rewarding. So I've added um, making sure that I have lots of time for kayaking. If you see me on social media, on my personal accounts, there's kayaks involved. I want to do even more of that. Um, I want to be more at the beach. I live seven miles from the beach. There's no reason why I shouldn't be there twice a week. Um, and so I want to do more of that because that's also something that's fun and soothing and good for my mental and emotional and spiritual health as well. And then like I'm surrounded by sports, y'all. Like 
I can walk to the Braves spring training stadium. I can in 30 minutes, 45 minutes, get to three other spring training facilities. Um, we've got all kinds of um, pro sports in Tampa and I like sports. I like being competitive. I like cheering people on who are elite and working on their craft. So um, I want more sports in my life. Of course, my partner has kids who play sports, so I, I get some of that in as well. And so that's just, it's important to me. Um, my partner is an NAI World Series champion, and so uh, a catcher, third baseman. And I'm obsessed with baseball. My family's been obsessed with baseball. And he's super competitive, and he likes competition. And, you know, I watch all kinds of sports documentaries. So it's that's something that we can also do together that we both really, really like. So that's on there. Um, and, and the one thing I want to talk to you about your vision board, I use Canva and I like very distinct pictures and I kind of like to put things in a particular order. I put it, m listen, my shower is like as big of a nightclub. It's just crazy. I don't know what they were thinking with the shower in, in my ensuite, but it is so the back of the shower is so far away from the water that I actually have a whole bamboo shelf in there where I store things. And on the top of it is my vision board, like a a 10 by 20 framed vision board. So every single morning while I'm showering, I'm looking at my vision board. You cannot escape it. So I also have it on um, as my cell phone wallpaper. So when I look down on my phone, I'm looking at these images that remind me, these are your priorities in a sound mind and an opulent environment. When you are really able to think clearly and the shit, sorry guys, the fit <laughs> wasn't hitting the shan. <laughs> I hope your kids aren't in the car today. I've let, let a few slip. I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Um, you know, you really want to be intentional. And the only way you can do that is by making sure that you can see your vision board. Again, I use Canva. I like doing it digitally, but you might be the kind of person here like, no, I kind of like to cut things out of magazines that make me feel inspired and put it on a, on a, like a poster board, however you do it is fine, but just create the vision for it and make sure that you put it somewhere where you're going to see it regularly. Um, and so just to recap so far, five things that you need to establish for a successful year. Number one, pick your word for the year. Number two, pick your mantra for the year. Number three, pick your song of the year. Number four, create your vision board. And number five, create your goals. Well, Amber, we created a vision board. Yes, that is not a goal. That is a vision of what you want to stay focused on. And the things that you need to be reminded of are things that you want to make space for in your life, the things that you want to pursue in your life, but there's no X to Y by when attached to it. So then you got to take a big step back and say, what are my business goals? What are my personal goals? You know, and if you have, like, if I have reduced visceral fat on my vision board, well, what's the goal to get there? I don't even know what that poundage would be. So I'm not going to be like, lose 10 pounds. Like, I don't know. I mean, I can see on my body where I could probably scrape together 10 pounds, but it's not about that. So what do I need to set goals for in order to reduce my visceral fat? What kind of goals do I need to set in order to be aggressive about pursuing my business goals with Employer Brand Central, Velvet Machete Leadership Academy and speaking? What goals do I need to set around that? Of course, I'm a business owner, or if you're a leader, even in a company, when you're responsible for helping your team set their goals, what does that trickle down look like? If my goals are this, then what does that mean for each person on the team who's contributing to that bigger picture of that department or that business? So, you know, that I have a program called Glamour Goals. You're welcome to buy it. I, I, I don't, it's pretty cheap. I don't remember what the cost is, but it just walks you through that process. And, and I, I'll even try to figure out how to discount it. We'll put that in the show notes so that you can, you know, work through that goal setting process in a way that's 
compelling. We set goals that are wimpy and we set 38 goals. And I'm like, no, three to five, that's about all you can handle. Okay. Like simmer down. When you try to do everything, you do nothing well. And then you slide into the end of the year, like what the heck just happened? When you say, these are the three things that will really move the needle in my life, in my business, in my finances, in my love life, in whatever, then then pick those three and go for them and set mini goals that are going to help you ensure that you get there. Okay. So let's just say that one of my goals is I, I want to get involved in my community. Well, that might mean that I go to a monthly networking event at X, Y, or Z so I can start exploring different opportunities for me to get involved in things locally. That's easy. So 12 times in 2024, I will attend a network, a local networking event. That's a goal. Month one, did I hit my goal? Did I go to one? Yes. Now, the other thing I want to add too is I dialed my goals back. Now, anybody who knows me, I was going to be like, are you sure? Are you sure you did that, Amber? Like, really? Because that doesn't sound like you. You're an overachiever. Yes, I am. (laughs) This year, you know what was not on my vision board? My daughter getting married. That was supposed to happen March 2024. But surprise, Elvis married us in Las Vegas. So that was hands down the best wedding I've ever attended. As an aside, I think everybody should go to Vegas and get married by Elvis. It is fantastic. It is magical at the Little White Wedding Chapel. You know what else was not on my agenda this year? Becoming a grandmother and moving to Colorado for almost a month while I wait for this precious little baby to be born. And I make sure that I don't miss it because it takes 9,000 planes to get to the little town that my daughter lives in um, near Telluride. It's the same airport that you fly into to go to Telluride if you're a skier. And um, and I and I also didn't put falling in love on my vision board. That was nowhere to be found on my vision board. Hysterically, though, I did tell God, listen. I'll open up my heart to this, but here are the conditions. Well, January 5th, I met somebody with those conditions. So be careful what you put into the universe, because if you're looking for a self-aware caveman, he might just walk right into your life. And I say, okay, we're just going to be us chicks here together, right? When I say self-aware caveman, I mean, I need you to be so freaking alpha that my alpha does not intimidate you. It does not scare you that you don't need me to dim my light. You don't need me to dial it down. You're not going to say that I'm too much because I'm going to tell you to go find less. Like I don't have time for all that self-aware caveman though, because if you're super alpha, but you're a jerk, I don't want you either. I need you to be self-aware. I need you to understand how your actions and your behaviors and your hangups and your greatness affect other people. And so if you are an emotionally intelligent alpha male, that would probably work for me. And I had some other, you know, expectations in that conversation with God, but it was kind of a throwaway conversation. It wasn't, it wasn't on my vision board. There were no goals. Literally January 5th, I meet somebody who I've been with ever since and is now planning 2024 alongside of me. So I'm telling you that when you are very clear on what you want, when you are very specific about the expectations that you have set for in your life, it's amazing how you can attract that into your life because you're going to, it's going to be a hell yes or a hell no when you're that clear. And trust me, I've had some hell no men. I didn't realize I was moving to the divorce dad Mecca of the world, um, but apparently I did. So you can't go pick up meat at the grocery store without getting picked up. So not saying there weren't opportunities, but I'm not going to say yes to something that is 
not in alignment with what I want, with what I want for my life. And even in this new relationship, you know, navigating new relationships, you have to be like, this is the track that I'm on. These are my priorities. This is what I'm looking for. Do you complement that or not? And so when you stay true to yourself and you stay true to your vision, who you are, who God designed you to be, or who you naturally are personality wise, if you're not a person of, of that kind of faith, If you're being true to who you are, your authentic self, your expectations of this life, your existing commitments that you've chosen for your life, like being a mom, being a dad, when you're clear, then you can create the space for the things that matter most to you. And that's all this is about. I say constantly that really getting what you want out of life is by taking decisive action repeatedly over time. And sometimes we fall and we skin our knees and we got to get back up and brush it off, but we just have to keep going and we have to keep going towards a clear vision or the wind will blow us wherever it determines we should go. And worse than the wind are the people in our lives. And they're not nefarious about it. Some of them are, but most of them aren't. They just want you to go along with their plan. Well, if you have your plan, you can politely say, oh, that's just not for me right now. Thank you. Thank you for that opportunity. I don't have space for that in my life, but I wish you the best in finding the right person for that. It's just that easy. Okay, it's not that easy. (laughs) It takes intention and sometimes it's uncomfortable. But I'm telling you as somebody who's done this year over year, I live in a home that I love with a view that I love and a community that I love near a beach that I love with a man that I love and a, a wonderful relationship with my children that I love, with my family, my parents and my and my siblings, and my friends, and my business, and so importantly, who I spend more time with than anybody, my team, I love all of those things. And it's not by mistake. And it's not without challenges or friction. But at the end of the day, I sleep really, really well, because I have a life that I love. And I want that for you too. So I invite you to go have a personal planning retreat, whether it's a weekend like I do or just a few hours in an environment that makes your heart sing. Find out what five things you need to leave behind in 2023 and what five things you need to establish in 2024 and make sure that once you have those things established that you put them somewhere where you can see them regularly. And I guarantee you, your life will increase with abundance and happiness and joy and love. And that is my holiday wish for you this year and every year moving forward. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Thank you for being on the journey with me. Thank you for sharing this with the people in your life who need to hear it and for being a very generous person as a bombshell who supports other bombshells, whether you're a bombshell or a bombshell boy. We love our men who listen and participate and show up for us as allies. You are treasured. Happy holidays and happy new year. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.